Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Winston Churchill. Hello and welcome to the Dominate Test Prep podcast. I am Brett Etheridge, host of the podcast, founder of Dominate Test Prep, and this is the second edition of Mailbag Mondays. And yes, we are going to stick with Mailbag Mondays. I actually had a few of you email me in response to uh, something I said on the first one and said that you like Mailbag Mondays better than Monday Mailbag. So we're going to go with that. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, basically this is just an opportunity for me to answer your questions, questions that I get by email or direct message. And and so we're going to continue to do that. And actually, on this episode, I am going to recycle an earlier from the mailbag segment from an earlier podcast episode. Now, If it ends up sounding familiar, stick around to the very end because I actually have something else I want to add to what I said in the initial uh, answer to this student's question. So I think you'll find it helpful. It addresses a question that I get a lot and I think that you will find very helpful. So we'll get to that in just one second. But I do want to give a quick listener shout out because I was just blown away by this message I received from Music Man. So that's obviously a handle. But Music Man wrote me and he said, look, this podcast combined with your videos helped me get over 700 and a full ride to business school, exclamation point. Thanks, exclamation point. Uh, And obviously a 700 is a GMAT score, so he was taking the GMAT. Unbelievable. So (laughs) congratulations, music man. Uh, If you're listening to this, maybe send me a message and let me know what school you got a full ride to. But that's incredible. Hopefully you're looking forward to a great, uh, great semester this fall. Good luck to you in business school. And I'm so glad that you found my content helpful. And that's exactly what we are all about on my YouTube channels, in my courses, obviously, and then here on this podcast. And so with that, let's get to another opportunity for me to help you move your score forward. And oh, by the way, if it sounds a little kind of like a weird intro to the question, it's because I'm kind of picking up partway through my previous introduction. So with all of that, and without further ado, let's get to this week's From the Mailbag question. And it's from Anne. She wrote me and she said, it seems kind of silly, but how much time do you suggest people spend looking over answers to questions they got wrong or even those they got right? End quote. So that's a good question, Anne. And this speaks to kind of the practice piece of things. As you're preparing for your exam, feedback is important. Review is important. You don't want to just sit down and do a block of practice questions and then go turn on the TV and or go check social media and for, like not do anything with the results. It's very important to go back through the questions you got wrong and even some of the ones you got right. But, but here's my answer to you, Anne, and the answer to the question about how much time is spend just as much time as it takes to figure out why you got the question wrong and make sure you can get it right in the future. No more. No more and no less. Now, let, let's review something we have talked about before, and that is why do you get questions wrong in the first place? And generally, you get questions wrong for one of three reasons. There's a content knowledge gap. 
like you just didn't know how to do it. You didn't remember how to do the underlying math for that particular question, or you didn't you didn't know the grammar rule, or you didn't know how to analyze that argument effectively. So that's there's a content gap at that point. Well, that tells you where to go back and and revisit some some video lessons. If you're taking my course, go back to the section where you can watch the video lessons on that topic again. Maybe you go to a third party outside website, you go back to a book, but be careful. Don't get lost in the weeds. Don't chase it down three hours of rabbit holes on you know some generic website that has a bunch of free videos and blog posts and things like that. Because as, as you've heard me say over and over again, your objective isn't to become an algebra major, for example, uh, if you're taking the GMAT or GRE or the SAT, a test that has a math section. Your goal isn't to become an algebra major. Your goal is to figure out how to get right answers on GMAT, GRE, SAT, algebra questions. And those are two different animals. So you don't want to spend uh, you know, 10 hours watching a bunch of Khan Academy videos about algebra. You want to go back, watch specific videos about that particular question type, and make sure you understand why you got yours wrong and how to get them right in the future. And the same goes even for questions. Oh, let me go back and revisit kind of the other two reasons, right? So you might get questions wrong because you didn't know the underlying content. You might get questions wrong because you didn't apply the proper strategy. So oftentimes there are, there are better ways, more efficient ways, better methodologies to answer the particular question. And again, that's where a prep course, a coach, a tutor um, comes into play, right? And sometimes you need feedback for that piece. Oftentimes for the, for the content piece, it's easy to say, oh, I just forgot how to do this type of geometry question. Okay, I'm going to go back and watch a bunch of videos about geometry. Fine. Make sure they're specific to your standardized tests. But what if there were a shortcut? Or what if on a quantitative comparison question or a data sufficiency question, there were certain, a certain starting point, a kind of an inroads to that question, a certain strategy for that question type that you're just missing or that you forgot, right? So the strategy piece often requires more outside eyeballs, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it. But so maybe you need to go back to the content. Maybe you are just missing like a strategy piece, or maybe you just made a careless error. In that case, I would recommend going back to episode 11 of the Dominate Test Prep podcast, where I shared nine ways to avoid making careless errors. So yes, absolutely go back and figure it out. But I would stay fairly big picture. You know, I, I know a lot of people teach the idea of creating error logs and these complex spreadsheets where you keep track of every question you ever do during your practice sessions and you categorize them by the different question types. And that will somehow tell you where your strengths and your weaknesses are. You have a pretty good idea. If you take a practice test and you look at all the questions you got wrong, you use pretty easy to look at them and say, oh, I got a lot of data sufficiency questions wrong on the GMAT, for example. I guess I better work on data sufficiency a little bit more. Okay, fine. Yes, and most of the data sufficiency questions wrong I, I, that I got wrong had to do with ratios. Okay, so now I know I need to work on ratios and data sufficiency more generally. Fine. You can stay fairly high level, get a sense of your strengths and weaknesses just by reviewing your own wrong answers and don't get lost in the weeds. And yes, and you also want to sometimes review questions you got right if you got it right, but you kind of got lucky. And again, there too, a lot of times, you know that as you're going through, when you're doing a block of practice questions, put a little star next to the questions that you just weren't totally sure about. And then 
you go back and check the answers and you say, oh, I, I got that right. Oh, but I have a star next to it. So yes, the answer was D. I picked D. Maybe it was a wild guess. Maybe I still just kind of got lucky. There's got to be a better way. Go over it with your instructor, with your tutor. Go back to some videos. Make sure. Treat it like a wrong answer. If you're not absolutely 100% confident in that answer, then go back and treat it like a wrong answer, if that makes sense. All right, so hopefully you found that helpful. And as promised, I want to add one more thought for you. And it sort of builds on the comment I made about putting a little star next to questions that you didn't feel great about. And what I want to say is that before you actually undertake practice, whether you're doing a block of practice problems or taking a full-length practice test, there's a technique you can use during the practice itself to set the stage for how you will then review those practice results. And I call it the LMH technique. And here's what that means and here's what those letters stand for. As you are going through practice problems, again, whether you're just doing practice problems, taking a practice test, as you answer your questions, next to the question number on your scratch paper, for example, Write an L if you have low confidence about that question. Write M if you have medium confidence, a medium level of confidence about that question. And then H would indicate you have high confidence about that question. And so as you are reviewing your results, I would encourage you to certainly go back and review every single question that you had marked either L or M. Because if you didn't have a lot of confidence, even if you go back and realize you ended up getting it right, if you weren't confident about it to begin with, maybe you made a lucky guess, maybe you had a breakthrough while you were working the correct question, which would be great, but we want to make sure that you end up with high confidence for all question types. Now, if you're taking one of my courses, I, of course, have video solutions for all of the practice questions in my course. Go back and review my video solutions for any question that you marked with L or M. Uh, if you don't have my course or have those solution videos, go back to whatever resources you have to beef up, whether it's strategy, whether it's content improvement for those questions that you marked as L or M. And of course, if you marked a question H and you got it wrong, <laughs> maybe you had a false sense of confidence, right? And so obviously you need to go back and figure out why did you get it wrong? Maybe you made a silly mistake. Maybe you fell into a common trap. You thought it was easy. You had really high confidence and yet, you missed something glaring, right? And so look for that. Was there a trap? Was there something that made a question harder even though you thought it seemed easy for you? And so anyway, that's just something to do on the front end to set yourself up for then some things that you can do to figure out which types of questions you need to then review on the back end as you're going through your practice results. And then, of course, everything I already said <laughs> applies. And so hopefully now you feel really well equipped to review your practice results. It is a big part of, of doing well on whatever standardized test you are taking. Learning the content is important. Learning strategy is important. But a big part of practice is 
is the feedback mechanism, the review of that practice. And hopefully now you feel better equipped to, to handle that part of things. So with that, I'll let you get back to your studying. As always, click that subscribe button if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast so that you're alerted anytime a new episode drops. Leave us a five-star review and please write us a written review. Maybe you'll get a shout out on a future episode of the Dominate Test Prep podcast as well. And then share us. Share us widely with any of your friends or colleagues who are standard uh, preparing for their standardized test. Let them know that you have found the best resource on the internet, dominate test prep to uh, to dominate your standardized test. So with that, I will see you on the next episode. Until then, take care and we will talk to you soon.